If you want to visit the south of France, would visiting a one-of-a-kind nuclear fusion experiment facility be on top of that list? Well, it was for this group. Hailing from the Netherlands, Thailand, as well as here, France, I speak to these visitors about their first impressions as they visit the construction site here at ITER. You're listening to The Eater World, Season 2 on The Eater Podcast. I'm your host, Crudy, and this season I peek into the world of Eater, discovering the personal stories, motivations, and challenges faced by the scientists, engineers, managers, and more from over 35 nations who together are building one of the most ambitious scientific projects ever attempted right here in the south of France. This international collaboration is a unique force to reckon with for our present and future generations to come. So come and join me in this audio journey. So my name is Sebastian, I'm from France. I'm Nid Pyeong Tai from Thailand. And I'm Frank, I'm from the Netherlands, but I live in Thailand. Well, nice to meet you all. Thank you for coming here. Today you went on the ETA site to visit the worksite itself. Why did you choose to come here to visit? What was the reason? Well, main reason was the interest in nuclear fusion and what they are doing here. And um, I must say, very impressed with what we saw. Yeah, I'm quite into um, learning to know about new energy and stuff like this. I've been listening this for a while and it's very interesting to come to see in life. And, uh, and I was interested in uh, seeing the progress of the, of the project. Okay, and what was the most impressive thing that you saw today during your tour? Well, I think the, the most impressive thing was clearly the uh, the inner vacuum chamber that is being built. Uh, how did you call that? The Holy of Holy? Yeah, the Tokomac. So, and, uh, and, and just the, the size of, of uh, the whole structure. Uh, it's much larger than what I expected. Uh, For me, yeah, the, the size is very uh, impressive and... Uh, the work people doing and uh, I can never imagine that uh, the mankind can do something like this. It's just very impressive. Yeah, for me, what was impressive is to see, um, uh, to imagine actually how all these people work together and coordinate their activities. It's, um, it's, uh, it's huge. And were you able to actually grasp how they work together during your tour? Some of them, yes, because we can see them working and uh, they were working in teams and uh, doing little piece at a time. But to build such a huge project, we, it's hard to imagine how many tasks have been done. Yeah, that's so true. And when you guys walked in here, was there something that you expected already for your tour? Were you prepared to know what you were going to see? Was it a complete shock? What was it like for you when you first walked in? It was not a complete shock, but um, as I mentioned earlier, it was much larger than what I expected. I, I think I expected something like uh, an upscaled uh, laboratory uh, scale type of uh, fusion experiment, but this is really industrial uh, industrial grade and, and really on, an, on a completely different level. And for you, did you have any preconceptions? Yeah, I, I, I would say like I have imagination like Frank, uh, like uh, some uh, just big building and then we walk in like laboratory or something like that. I didn't expect that you have the whole area with uh, outside and uh, 
a lot of building around and uh, the huge uh, building <laughs> and uh, so many things around to yeah it's to like a little mini city yeah. mini town all yeah, by itself yeah and me i didn't have any expectations i, I just wanted to discover the site yeah, all right. Um, and as a layperson who is not a scientist, if you're not from this field itself, what do you think about what they're building here in terms of fusion energy as well as Togomac? Were you able to understand what it is? And what do you think yourself after visiting this work site about what you think that they're building here? Is it going to be useful? Do you think it's possible? What was your impression from that perspective? Well, first of all, I think the tour was, was very well done and the uh, explanations were very clear also to, to non-scientists. Um, I must say uh, nuclear fusion itself is obviously the, uh, the future for us as humanity. Uh, we need to find different ways uh, to, to get energy in a more sustainable way than what we do now. And I think uh, if we manage to, to bring this up to this kind of industrial scale as well as uh, being attempted here, that will definitely be a giant leap forward for mankind. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they will get that done. Uh, yeah, are you confident because of the things that you have read or because of your tour visit today? Why do you think no, that? No, it's, it's clearly the information I already had before. It, on okay. the laboratory scale, it has been done now already for, uh, for quite a while. And this is the, the real first attempt to bring this up to industrial level. And if I see that there are more than 4,000 really bright minds here running around from all sorts of places in the world uh, bringing this together, I'm confident they, they will get that done. Mm. I think this is a great opportunity because I think this uh, bring the whole uh, the whole world together. Like we have like That's true. more than 30 countries. Yes. And uh, that, that would bring a lot of uh, good energy and uh, save our uh environment in the world in the future and what thing is going on now uh this is the thing to to process and uh, develop uh, our technology or uh, green energy in the future and during the tour me well, what i was thinking is i was imagine imagining uh, the the application of this technology in the future and uh, this year we had uh, one of the biggest challenge was water scarcity and yes. currently, we don't desalinate water uh, because it consumes too much energy. So maybe in the future, we could imagine that we could take the water from the sea, desalinate it and pump it to the mountains to irrigate land for farmers or for drinkable water, for example. Hmm. Yes, it could be applicable, like you said, in different industries and yeah. all of us can benefit from it, not just the energy sector. Yeah. And also, Nit. Uh, from what you mentioned about all the diff the world coming together yeah, to kind yeah. of build this with all yeah. the other cultures, yeah. were you able to kind of get a taste while you were visiting the work site, what it was like with all the different countries actually contributing to create this machine? Yeah. What what was your I guess impressions for all of you um, when you were able to see that all these different countries are coming together to build this machine? Yeah, uh, it's it's beautiful to see this. It's Science really uh, unites humanity. That is actually very clear what you see here. Uh, all these scientists from all these different nationalities that come together, uh, different religions, different cultural backgrounds, difficult, different uh, political opinions, but none of that matters here. Here only the science matters. 
and that really unites humanity in, in this particular place. And it's beautiful to see all these different uh, cultures working together. Around. Yeah, and uh, especially currently uh, when we know that there are conflicts at, in some parts of the world, uh, the countries go beyond their short-term conflicts. They focus on the long-term uh, project and uh, the general interest and they still want to be part of it and, and that's really great and we can hope that uh, they will continue in that direction. Yeah. And would you like to recommend visiting the ETA site to your friends or family as well? Absolutely, after having been here? absolutely. I think yeah. everybody yeah, should go here. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and I hope to see you again soon. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very thank much. You to thank the you. communication team. Up next, I interview Kirsten, who was our guide on the ITER construction site and who is also a part of the communications team. Apart from her own insights, she shares with me the connection between a former F1 racer and the classical choir group. Listen in. Hi, Kruti. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Um, my name is Kirsten Haupt. I'm a German national from Berlin. And uh, I am by background, I'm a historian and anthropologist, so that doesn't look like I should be here at ETA in some ways. However, I have always had an affinity to communication. And uh, as I was going along in my history with communication, um, I would also tend to do science communication because I had always an interest in science. So that brought me to ETA. I'm uh, here now at ETA since... Um, over five years and uh, again in communication of course and uh, I'm responsible for visits of all sorts of visitors. Um, we can talk about this in a moment who's coming here. I take care of these visits, I organize the visits and I'm also in charge of social media so another outreach avenue and I also take care on occasions of uh, visiting journalists and then the ever odd task that comes my way. All right. And just to find out briefly, what are the kind of people who come to visit you in the first place? Who, what, are, what is the target? What are the demographics? Well, we in communication, we take care of all kinds of visitors. I mean, we call it public visits. So it's um, external visitors and it could be anyone. Um, it could be an expert uh, group coming to visit, like scientists, engineers, uh, students very often. Um, but it's also uh, people from the region. Um, we have a lot of uh, retired persons who come to visit. We have a lot of school visits. And then there are so many people interested, people who are interested in current affairs. Um, they naturally, they read the news, they read about climate change, they read about the energy crisis. Eventually, these people are almost by default ending up at ETA. So we have a really wide clientele um, that comes to ETA. So it's um, really all walks of life, all nationalities, of course, with the biggest part coming from France because we are in France and uh, a lot of Europeans, but literally really from all over the world. Mm. In the last year, if I may just add that, if I might just add that, uh, in the last year, we had close to 20,000 visitors here at ETA, which is a record. Um, we went up quite a lot um, by about 4,000 visitors. We went up from uh, the pre-COVID time. So there was really an increase during COVID, as you can imagine, we couldn't take so many visitors. We were closed for some time. There were lots of restrictions, but it's taken a big time 
now that the, the situation has normalized. So as I said, yeah, we have uh, we have close to 20,000 visitors a year and we had more than 650 visits a year. So you can imagine that is really quite an interest and we are very happy about it, of course. Yes, I can imagine there's a lot of organization that has to go towards that because 20,000 in a year is no joke. Um, moving forward, though, what are the kind of impressions that usually these people seem to have? Because as you said, some of them are retired, some are students, some understand ETER, perhaps they are there because they've read about it. So what are the impressions that they have? It's a range, of course, right, depending on who you're talking to. I mean, whether you have a student who knows all the science behind ETA and all the engineering behind ETA, perhaps to someone who's never heard about ETA, or maybe just the term and that it's here in the neighborhood um, and they come to see it. So the reactions are quite quite different. But in general, the reaction is very positive. Um, people like what they hear about ETA, the role of ETA for the future of energy uh, for mankind they think it's a very important project um, and they are usually yeah very impressed by what we are doing so we get a lot of uh, support and positive reactions now if a group has a chance to go into the assembly hall so on the work site and that's not everybody i mean it's um it's a bit restricted but when i take people into the assembly hall the moment go that we go through the door is fantastic for me as a guide because no matter who they are, whether they're um, someone um, who has um, not really a connection teacher to an expert, to a scientist, to the student, I mean, the response is um, the same almost all the time. And it's just one word. Wow. That's what I hear all the time you know, when we go in. And for me, this is fantastic. Um, this is really nice uh, to see that people are really impressed. Of course, the setup is impressive in the assembly hall, but they go there after they had heard either from me or from my scientific colleagues, from my science colleagues, they have heard about it. So they actually know all about it, but yet going into this place and seeing it with your own eyes is really something else. And uh, it's lovely to see that reaction. I can definitely vouch for that because... I remember the first time I went in just to kind of understand and see it, walking into that assembly hall, you just feel so tiny and and the place is gigantic. And I remember thinking that we are like tiny ants, but we are moving mountains. And that has never left me, this feeling of walking in there. And like you said, wow. I have the same feeling, actually. I mean, uh, I do a lot of visits. Huh? I do more than 100 visits a year. So I'm talking to hundreds of people, you know. Um, it's bigger groups. Sometimes it's individuals. So I go there really often. I go there between two and four times a week in, into these places. And I can tell you, I like it every time. Not just the, rea the reaction, but the reaction is cool. I mean, it's very gratifying in some ways. But uh, to do these visits and to have that reaction. But I also like to be there. And I like to see the progress and I'm really attached to it. And uh, yeah, I love my job that way. Yeah. I also would like to add another question. Mm -hmm. With all these visits that you said you've done, like hundreds and hundreds, what is there one? And if there is, what would be your most memorable kind of moments or visits that you have actually done in the past, what, four or five years that you've been here? 
there are lots of visits that I remember fondly. Um, um, it's often what I really like is taking students. They are not, I'm not the one that briefs them on the projects done by our scientists and engineers, but I take them on site. And uh, I love it that these specialists um, are still in awe when they come and see what we are doing there um, in the assembly hall and in the Tokamak pit. And they know, I mean, Okay, I don't know whether they know all about it, but I mean, the experts know a lot about it, yet they are, they love it. And I, I, I enjoy that. Um, it's also fun to, um, to have some famous um, people, members of the public come. Um, I remember that a lot of my male colleagues were absolutely uh, excited when they heard that a, form, a former Formula One driver was coming to visit. So, but I have to say, the most memorable moment for me was not even in the assembly hall. It was on the Belvedere outside the visitor center. It's a couple of years ago now. Um, I think it was just before COVID even. Uh, I had a choir, a classical choir from Belgium here. So it was like 40 people or something, a big group, uh, all elderly. Um, and they were performing in Fokak here in the church on the weekend after. And they had decided they'd come to visit the project. And uh, we got to talking about it because I wanted to see the performance and I asked them about their program. And when they told me that they do classical music, I said, oh, I love it. And I love in particular the choir music. You know what they did? After the visit, they actually performed for me on the Belvedere. A classical choir sang for me. Yes, I was moved to tears, I have to say. <laughs> it was really lovely and I will never forget that. That is such a wonderful, genuine human connection to have. Yeah, it was just such a wonderful, uh, as you say, connection and a lovely thank you, you know, that I showed them the project and, and told them about something that they had no idea before. And yeah, it was wonderful. It was truly, fully wonderful. From Formula One to yeah. Classical Choir. It's an, it, But that shows you too that... Uh, uh, the work we do is for all, for all, is for all of us, no matter what we do. It's for all mankind. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter where you're from and what you do. It's, it's going to be important for all of you. We all need to have uh, energy to run our lives. So it is really a project that concerns all of us and everybody. Yeah. Well, finally, perhaps if you could tell our listeners, for those who have never visited and maybe are interested, how could they come and visit the Eater site. That's a very good idea and a very, very uh, good way to close this year. Anybody can come to visit. We um, we have on our website, um, which you probably show in some ways, um, which you mentioned, um, I can do it too, www.eater.org. We have a, a section there on visits. You can go there and you can actually register online. We have different types of visits. So if you are a group, of more than seven persons, you can book a group visit. Um, if you are as an individual or um, as a couple or a small group, um, you can also register for the individual visits. And um, then, uh, yeah, we take you around and we show you as much as we can so that you get a good idea of, uh, of our project here, of what we do. So just to clarify, no matter who you are, you can go on the Eater site, book a visit. It's free. You make sure you have scheduled it in. You arrange your transportation to get there. And then once you're there, we're good to go. 
right? Yeah, all the information is there on the website. Maybe one important thing is that uh, there is an age uh, limitation, um, 18. Um, so there are some restrictions, but you read it all on our website. It's all there. But uh, again, I mean, please do come have a look at what we do. It's really worthwhile. And it's, as I said, it's important to all of us, for all of us. So it would be good. We are happy to, to share uh, the impressions that we have on the website and the knowledge and the information. Well, thank you so much, Kirsten. And I hope there will be a lot more visits and that you will be busier than ever this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we are still on the up, you know, the tendency is up. And we are looking forward to welcoming you all, those of you who listen and decide to come to see us. Thank you, Kruti. And with that, thank you for listening to The Eater World, season two of The Eater Podcast. You can find more of our episodes on our website, www.eater.org, as well as on all your favorite podcast channels. To keep updated, subscribe to The Eater Newsline and all the social media outlets, where there are new posts and stories every week. And please stay tuned for more episodes.